I've actually partnered on several deals now with physicians because there are more physicians in this space than one initially realizes, just because, again, we don't talk about it as much at work. You're listening to The Life & Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families, and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hello, hello, everyone. Annie Dickerson here together with the fabulous Julie Lamb. Julie, you're looking great today. How are you? I am doing fantastic, but let's not talk about me today because (laughs) you, my friend, have gone on a transformational journey over the last, what, three or four weeks and have come back a brand new woman, nice and shiny, the Annie that I know and love. And it's so fun to see you just shining and beaming. Tell the audience, where did you go? What did you do? Uh, Well, to start out, I got to tell all the listeners, I foolishly got into the game of business thinking, I told all my friends, I told my mom, told my kids, I'm like, I'm going to quit my job and start a business, which means I'll have so much time. I'll have all the flexibility. We'll go out to lunch. I'll have time. We can hang out. And they were like, okay, sure. And I got into business. And once we partnered up, especially things really started to take off And I was like, wow, I am busier than I ever have been before. And I've worked as a teacher. That's a crazy grind. You know, I had worked in game design, cutthroat industry, and I had never worked as hard as I did as being an entrepreneur. And so in the four years, it's been four years since we've launched Good Egg. In those four years, I can't remember a single day when I wasn't on and thinking about the business, working on the business. I do remember one day. I do remember. Okay. There was one One day. day. Remember you went to the cafe, you read a book and you were like, who does this in the middle? That was like one day. That's right. That one afternoon. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That one afternoon. So about a month ago, we went on spring break. And now that we're blessed and so grateful for this team that we've been able to build. And I was like, you know what? I think I can actually take at least a couple days of this spring break vacation and turn my phone off and be with my kids. And that was the taster. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get more of this. So then the week after I had scheduled to go on this women's retreat and that really flipped the switch. It was like moving through rage and grief and all these emotions that especially as women, we stuff down so far and we just put in a box. And so getting that out, moving that through was so magical. It was powerful. It was liberating. And then following that up with a business mastermind with our good friend, Kathy Fetke at her beautiful home in Malibu. And it's funny, I thought going from this spiritual retreat into this business mastermind that it would be completely different. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to put on a different hat. I got to be all businessy. But it was fascinating because all these high-powered, successful women were struggling with a lot of the same things around guilt and shame and worry and grief and rage. And so it helped me to realize, wow, everybody, we're all human beings and everybody is going through all of these things. And so 
through that experience. And then I took another vacation because I'm just on this vacation high now. And we went on a family reunion with my husband's family, just really coming home to myself, something that I haven't done in the four years since we've launched this business. And as you mentioned, I've slowly become less and less of myself, which is so much of what can happen when you don't create those boundaries, when you don't take care of yourself, when you don't fill up your own cup. And so I'm so grateful that I had this time to come back to myself and create an even better version. As I told Julie, I feel like even in my DNA, it's different. I've transformed into the next version of myself, which makes me so excited for what's to come. And all of that, it's so much in line with the conversation that we have today with Dr. Mickey Lake. She is the founder and managing partner of Titan Core Capital. And not only is she a busy mom, she's also a physician and she owns this really real estate company. And she just, from the very first moment I met Mickey, I knew that she got it. She understands everything that we always talk about with the balance and the harmony of being a mom and thinking about laundry and dinner and grocery shopping, all this stuff, but in combination with your own aspirations and feeding your own soul and so much about what she talks about on this episode. And she shares some really great insights and nuggets about how she balances it all as well. Yeah, it's always so fun. I feel like Mickey's story is very similar to our story and where we started and just where life was. I feel like I really identified with her, with where her life was before she stumbled into what what she gets to do now, where your health is going, you're prioritizing work and your kids are seeing that you're prioritizing work. And it's like this wake up call one day, like, whoa, what am I doing? What am I really doing here? And so she had that kind of epiphany and which led her to go out and get some coaching, which I thought was really interesting. And it's funny because if I think about like the one thing in my life that I would never let go of, like no matter how bad things got in our business or whatever, it would be the coaching because it's the one place that you can go where that person or group or whatever it is, gives you ideas, gives you hope, gives you support. And that in tough times, oh my gosh, can be everything. And so I just love that she talked about that coaching piece because yeah, as you know, coaching for us is a, a big piece always has been of what we, what we do here. And so, yeah, but what's so fun to hear from another female mom, entrepreneur, W2, has a job, side hustle, momming, like the whole thing and to hear all that she's done and how she manages all of that as well. Towards the end, we talked a little bit about that. So It was a lot of fun. Indeed. And for all of the listeners in this conversation, Mickey talks about how she got her start in real estate. And as a result of that wake up call, how she really dove in as Julie's talking about on the coaching and really within the last few years has transformed her entire life. So if you're at that point where maybe you've gotten a wake up call, or maybe you're thinking, well, maybe I should explore this real estate thing, but you're not sure where to start. Let me tell you, there's a ton of resources 
out there, so many that it can be overwhelming to know where to start. So we've got a great resource for you. It's our book. It's called Investing for Good, and it's a great starter on what real estate investing, particularly real estate syndications and passive investing is all about. So you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. We have a free hardcover copy for all of you. Just go to goodeginvestments.com slash book. All right. With that, let's dive into our conversation with Mickey Lake. Mickey, welcome to the show. How are you? I am very well. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, Mickey, we first met at a real estate conference not too long ago, and I remember immediately being struck by your story and specifically how you spoke about motherhood, your career in healthcare, and your desire to really lift others up through real estate investing, which I found to be so incredibly inspiring and so much in line what Julie and I are passionate about as well. So start by sort of taking us back and digging in a little bit. Tell us a little bit about where you started out, what your aspirations were back then, how motherhood has changed you as it changes all of us, and how you ultimately discovered real estate. Thank you for that warm introduction. And I think like many others, I went to school, got good grades, did everything my parents said to do, and found a job working for someone else. And I did it and did it really well at a very young age, had lots of success as a cardiologist. I was the lead physician for my practice. I was the director of non-invasive cardiology for a large hospital system. And the responsibilities kept piling all. And and I did all of that while still being a full-time cardiologist. And in the midst of that, I had two children and they got the short end of that stick. And despite all my success at work, it started to become increasingly evident that I wasn't living the life I wanted to live. And I actually got to the point where I didn't enjoy medicine as much because I was just too tired to enjoy any of it. And I think I knew that I had to make some change, but like many others, I was too scared to. Our finances were great. And so I kept thinking, well, what if I leave? What am I going to next? It's like this everywhere. I need to just figure it out. I need to be resilient. I need to be super mom like everyone else. But it turned out that if I had continued to do that, it would have killed me. And inspiration sometimes comes from the strangest of places. And it was my daughter, actually, who pointed it out to me. And I'll never forget that evening. In 2019, I came home one night. I was rushing home like I usually do, because there's always one more patient, one more phone call, one more something to do. But I prided myself in the fact that I would make it home just in time to put the kids to bed. But evidently, that wasn't enough. And I said to my daughter that night, I said, Chloe, go get your book. It's time to read. And she said, no, mom, it's okay. Nana will put me to bed. She calls her grandma Nana. And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? She said, well, you go finish your work. You have to finish work. And I was like, oh, as a parent, that's soul crushing. And what had happened is in the prior months, I'd given birth to my second child. And within a month of going back to work, one of my partners got fired. And this wasn't the first time that had happened, but like a good partner, we all pulled the reins together and we took more call, worked harder. And it was a recurring theme. And this was just 
the straw that broke the donkey's back. And I realized in that moment that I had not been the mom I wanted to be. And I certainly wasn't the wife I wanted to be. I think we were bickering at each other every single day. And I thought something's got to give. To be honest, didn't really know what path I was going to follow at that time. Everything seems cloudy in that moment. Sometimes when you're so tired, you don't even have time to think. But the one thing that made the difference in that moment was coaching. And so I spent a lot of money. I didn't have any time, but I figured out how to find the time to do the coaching in the middle of the day. And that made me realize that there was so much more to do on this earth than live a life that I didn't want to live. Mm. And so I was no stranger to real estate at that point. In fact, during college, my first job was for a realtor investor. And I'd already dabbled in like single family homes and things like that. But I was looking for a way to buy back my time. And so I need to take it one step further to figure out how I could increase my cash flow outside of my W-2 income to allow me to buy back my time to A, practice the way I wanted to practice and love medicine again, and to be there for my family. And so through coaching and lots of hard work and probably even harder work than I started out doing, I'm probably not where I want to be yet, but I'm well on my way. And it required me to resign my own old job. But as a result of that, I was able to move to the city I want to live in. I took a pay cut to take the job I want to work in. I'm the director of a women's heart program, which doesn't reimburse half as much as regular clinical medicine, but I can do what I want to do on my own time. And you know what? Not only am I home for bedtime, I'm home for dinner time. I'm at soccer practices. I'm at swim class. And all of that is meaningful to me. Oh my gosh. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, everything you're talking about is that meaningful and intentional life by design. I think so many people, wake up calls come from the funniest places, don't they? And that moment that you're describing with your daughter and just a simple thing like, oh, no, no, will put me to bed. You know, just a simple thing, but it came at that exact moment for you to hear it in the depths of your soul Oh yeah, and to have that wake up call. So tell us a little bit about now. So on paper, it sounds like where you were even two, three years ago, is very different than where you are now. And I'm sure that on the inside, it feels very different. So tell us, and I know coaching has been a big part of that. Tell us a little bit about the mindset and the joy, the freedom. Tell us about the difference that you have in your life now versus then. Yeah. I think the biggest difference is that I've grown. And It's simple, but when I think about it, I've read more books in the last two years than I had read in the last eight years practicing medicine. I hadn't read a single non-medical book while practicing medicine. And so I feel like the biggest change that I've experienced is the personal growth, the change in the mindset, even the change in my own health. I'm an integrative cardiologist. I teach people how to eat well. I teach people how to exercise. And I got to the point where I couldn't even do that. I couldn't even take my own advice. And so now I feel like I am living a fuller life. And that's the major difference is growing and having time now to nurture relationships with friends and family and to mentor others, which I find incredibly gratifying. Mm -hmm. Why did you get into medicine in the first place? Was it something that you always wanted to do even as a kid? 
No, actually it wasn't. I thought for a while that I would end up in finance. My dad is a financial controller and I grew up around numbers. And I think at some point during high school, I must have excelled at science. And as is customary for lots of kids, your teacher says, you know, you're good at this. You should probably consider this. (laughs) Well, so it was good at it. I was like, okay, great. But then the other thing that happened is my mom, she's a dental nurse, but her office was in the hospital, in the main hospital at the time. So I saw a lot of that. And I really longed to be part of that altruistic side of giving back, of healing. And so I got attracted to medicine for that reason. It's the opportunity to really change someone's life. And I still do that. I still love that part of it. Mm-hmm. And now tie that in. So uh, the motivation that you have for getting into medicine, it sounds like is the the desire to really help people better their lives and change their lives, become the best versions of themselves. And so now I know you get to do a lot of that on the real estate side as well. So pick up the journey from there. So you had some experience in real estate, but then Mm -hmm. through this coaching process, how did you, where did you start with the real estate? How did you pick that up? How did you get to where you are now? Yeah. So by the time I started coaching, I'd already explored single family investing, started looking at investing in limited partnerships, even started doing flips through a partnership. But the greatest value came from interacting with others at conferences. And I think in for anyone who's listening, who just doesn't know where to go, it doesn't happen in an instant. At least it didn't for me. It felt like I was wandering. And it's okay to wander a little bit because you have to have a greater sense of where you want to go and you have to see what's there and you need that time to gain the clarity. And so through conferences and chatting with others, podcasting, I did the bigger pocket stuff, reading, making myself my best self, I naturally gravitated towards commercial real estate and to multifamily. And it turns out health and housing aren't so different, right? You're helping people on both sides, right? These are both fundamental needs. And so the opportunity to provide someone with a nice place to live somewhere they're proud to call home, but at the same time, also help folks like myself. There are incredibly large numbers of physicians, lawyers, dentists who are not financially savvy, who feel chained by the proverbial golden handcuffs, who are too scared to do something different, who are told they have to have this monogamous relationship with whatever it is that they're doing at that time. So the opportunity still exists in the real estate world to be helpful to others. And I enjoy both because of that. Indeed. Indeed. So, okay. So tell us about, okay. So these busy physicians that you're helping a lot of them, I imagine either maybe some of them haven't had that wake up call. Maybe some of them have just had that wake up call and they're like, okay, what do I do next? And some have been investing for a while, but you talked about using real estate to buy back time. Tell us how you're helping physicians to do that. Yeah. So the real estate side of it provides cash flow that comes at an incredible tax benefit. And most physicians I know are in a very high tax bracket. And so we're caught in this cogwheel of trading time for money. 
And so what we do is try to create small streams of additional income, tax-free income through real estate that incredibly builds larger rivers. And that cash flow can sometimes be used to replace part of one's income, which translates into working less hours and using your time to do what you want to do. And so many physicians have done that. In fact, before I even realized that, I realized that there were two kinds of physicians in the hospital. There were some who left at five o'clock and they were always happy no matter what. And I thought, geez, what's making these people so happy? I've got to figure out what's going on there and how I can get there. And then I realized this is exactly what some of them do. And they put boundaries around their lives after that. And gaining additional income outside of your W-2 job does wonderful things. One, it allows you to appreciate your W-2 job more. In fact, I appreciate medicine so much more that I don't need it. And two, it's given me the power to say no. And that is very powerful. I've been asked to do different things in my job. I can remember being asked to open the office on a Saturday and see patients on a Saturday or change work hours and show up at 7 a.m. or work till 6 or 7 p.m. at night or whatever it may be. But having the additional income outside of money gives us leverage to say, no, thank you. That does not work for me and my family. And I found that prior to having that additional income, and for many other physicians, if you only have that one source of income, if you're not fiscally stable, you don't really have the power to say no. And I think that's one of the greatest benefits I've experienced is the ability to protect my time and my family's time, because I've learned if I kept saying yes, I'm saying yes to somebody, but on the flip side, I'm saying no to the folks who matter most to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so true for so many of us in any career, whether yeah. no matter what you're doing, whether you're a, a flight attendant who gets asked to take more trips, whatever, an entrepreneur, and there's a calling to want to work more hours. And when you're at a point where you don't need to, and it's not a have to, and a get to yeah. instead is when everything changes. And it's what I love so much about what we always talk about here on the show is whenever anyone gets to that place of financial freedom. And it's Annie and I were talking about this the other day. It's not just financial freedom. It's all these other freedoms, right? That you get to experience by way of financial freedom. And it's so powerful. And we could do a whole show. We should do (laughs) a whole show on Annie's journey to all kinds of new freedoms that she's been experiencing. (laughs) That's the fun part, right? Is to get to a place where your mind can be free and, you know, physically you feel freer. And so that's so powerful. Can you tell us a little bit about, I'm always curious. I think that a lot of times the lawyers, dentists, doctors network is like a lot of folks kind of, you guys learn from each other and talk with each other. Like you said, you saw the doctors that left early and were happy and you had to figure out what they were, what was going on and what made them happy. How are lawyers, doctors, CPAs, how is everyone finding out about the types of things that we're both doing? And if somebody's listening and they're like, this is the first time I've heard of this, maybe on this podcast, right? Where are you guys going to learn about this kind of stuff? Are there meetings? 
Yes, communities, like where would you direct somebody who's a physician and might be learning about this for the first time? That's like, this sounds so interesting. I want to own my time again. I want to love my practice. I want to do all this, but I haven't found that network. Where do you go? How do you get tapped in? So the first thing is, and I don't know what it's like for many other professionals, but I'll say in medicine, it's almost taboo to talk about money. Right. Nobody is talking about it at work and no one's sharing that kind of information. But there are several physician groups online through Facebook. And I certainly have learned a ton there. There's the White Coat Investor. There's a book also called The White Coat Investor that's written by a physician. And there are resources that are specifically targeted towards physicians, some of whom may have graduated with high student loans. There are also conferences. I stepped into a conference two years ago in which more than half of the attendees were physician entrepreneurs. And so a quick Google search might actually help. Look at Facebook. There are lots of financial groups there and look for books. Increasingly, the conversation has become more open. And I've actually partnered on several deals now with physicians because there are more physicians in this space than one initially realizes, just because, again, we don't talk about it as much at work. We'll get back to our conversation with Mickey in just a minute. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid, like we were, that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. And now back to our chat with Dr. Mickey Lake. So yes, I love that. Those are definitely, I think the conference piece for me, it's so funny because Annie and I were at the same conference like five years ago, didn't know each other. And we just (laughs) happened to be meandering around there together, never met there at all. And then when we finally met, we found out that we were both meandering around and wandering that conference. (laughs) But same for me, conferences were, was a big part of how I got into everything that we're doing and learning about it and, and understanding. And this is my next question is, 
I think sometimes higher net worth or higher income folks can sometimes feel targeted for investments, right? They may feel like, oh, this person just wants to talk to me because I have money. For you as a physician, how did you get comfortable and say, you know what, like I trust myself or trust that this is the direction for me. Again, somebody else listening who's a physician and maybe they're like, I want to get into this, but I feel scared because maybe they're just going to run and take my money away. Or is it about education? How did you get comfortable? Were there some particular books that you read? Was it just the meandering through conferences and talking and networking? What was it that made you get comfortable? It's all of the above. There were definitely books that I read about this stuff. And I think education is key. And For many physicians, I think the average physician is probably not as financially savvy as we should be because by design, you have to kind of have laser focus to get through medical school. And so you kind of get through medical school, then you start practicing and you really don't pay attention to the rest of the world. And so I feel like we're a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to that. So education is key. And so when I approach other physicians or professionals of any kind, I focus heavily on education. And what I often find is that folks are out there, they want to invest, they have questions, but they're afraid to ask. They somehow think like this is information they should already know. How come I don't understand how to interpret these charts? Like is something wrong with me? And it's not like you're taught this stuff. You have to go out there and learn this. You should have this 401k and all these other vehicles, and we're not looking for alternative investments. So we haven't spent enough time educating. So my partner and I spend quite a bit of time educating folks and pointing them to other resources so that they're not only hearing it from us. The other thing is conferences are incredibly powerful. You get to see real life people who are in the same position that you're in and you get to hear their stories directly from them and see their success. And so I think it's very complimentary to reading, to podcasting, to go out there and meet other people. And people are just very open, more open than I thought they'd be about finances and pointing folks into directions to gain more resources. I've never been at a conference where anyone's ever been shy about sharing information. I learn so much more every time I go. And so that's what I would encourage folks to start doing. But answer your initial question, when we talk to people who've never invested before, we spend the time, we handle them with a white glove, we give them the information. And in fact, we almost feel better if they don't invest with us the first time. If they go ahead, do some reading, understand what they're doing, and then circle back with us when they feel more comfortable. Yeah. It's so funny because when I first dove into the real estate world, I know Annie, you probably agree with this too. I also was surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, like everybody is so like willing to share. And that has been become so much of Annie and I and what we do at Good Egg and what we do in our coaching program as well as the water's warm over here. It's like, come on in, let's hang out and let's have a good time. And the real estate industry has been, at least from my experience, sounds like yours as well, has been so fun and lots of warm welcoming people. And I think part of that is because real estate is such a, or it can be such a win-win situation where mm-hmm. everybody wins. And so people are always willing to share because of that. So I love that. What if any, so you've been investing for a while, you've done some single family homes. Sounds like you've also done some LP investing as well, limited partnerships in some syndications. What mistakes have you made, if any, that you're willing to talk about? <laughs> yeah. In fact, the good thing about coaching is that it teaches you that you will make mistakes, right? I think 
the biggest mistake I made was not talking openly about real estate. Once I moved over to the general partnership side, I was hesitant to label myself as a real estate investor. All my life, I've thought of myself as a physician and, and my friends, my colleagues, my family, they think of me as a physician. And when you get to the point where you're a general partner and you're offering investments to other folks to come on board, they have to have known that you're in this space for some time. You can't approach them as a cardiologist or as a lawyer or as a dentist and say, hey, we've got this great deal here. And so I've owned it. I own the label. I am a, a proud real estate investor. I say it out loud. And in fact, when I meet people nowadays, I introduce myself as a real estate investor and I tell them I practice cardiology in my spare time. Yes, yes. The dreaded imposter syndrome <laughs> that we've all faced at one point or another. Annie had to go through that transition. I've had to go through that transition. A lot of people that we coach have to go through that transition. It's a tough thing. And yeah. if you let it get in the way, man, it can really stop you from having success in the space because you'll be stuck identifying with who you were in your past life and thinking this is not who I am now. And depending on how the course goes down the road, it can get kind of yeah. rocky. And then just when you think you got it, imposter syndrome shows up again. It's definitely, I feel like a real thing that can happen. So love that. All right. Well, last question I wanted to ask before we move on to the last part of the show is uh -huh. around being a mom and having a W-2 and having yeah. your side thing that you're doing with real estate or vice versa <laughs> with working and, and real estate. <laughs> How do you juggle it all? In my coaching sessions that I do, I coach with a lot of women and it always comes back to, I just feel like I don't have enough time, right? Between being a mom and wanting to be there for the little moments, wanting to be for the soccer games and the dinners and the bedtimes and all of that while juggling a career and a side yeah. hustle that we're doing, right? With real estate or vice versa. And how do you manage the weight of that Maybe like actually, how do you manage that? And then mentally, how do you handle that? Because I think yeah. those are two different things. So how do you, how do you manage all that? Yeah, that's a very good question. And there are days when I manage it better than other days. There are days that definitely feel messy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness, I need like three personal assistants today. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very intentional about my time. And at 4.45 AM in the morning, you catch me, I'm awake. And I feed my soul. I exercise. I eat well. I think I mentioned I'm an integrative cardiologist. I follow a plant-based diet and being disciplined with my diet allows me to be disciplined with life. It somehow spills over kind of like osmosis, <laughs> but that morning time gives me a better sense of clarity and helps me to get so much more done early when the kids are asleep, when my husband's asleep. So nobody recognizes, recognizes that mom is working. And the days when I don't do that are definitely rougher days. So I really try to be intentional about that. And I'm also intentional about my time throughout the day. I say no a lot. Can you overbook this patient? I'm sorry, I can't do that. Can you give this talk? I can give it, but on this day at this time. I'm very intentional about protecting my family time. I've been asked to give talks on a weekend and I'm like, I'm sorry, that's my family time. So I protect my family time and make sure that I follow a strict timeline so that it, my time doesn't bleed over. I also outsource the things that I don't need to do. Believe me, I can cook and clean, but I don't have to do that. I'd rather spend my time with my kids. And so things that I don't have to do, I have a personal assistant who does that for me. And so whether it's ordering 
buying a cake for my kid's birthday or cleaning the house. I try to outsource as much of that as possible to use my time to focus on high value items or to spend the time with the kids. And again, there are definitely days that I feel like I've just been running, running, and I need to stop. But nurturing oneself is really key, whether it's a massage, a workout, music, that definitely helps. And just really learning to say no and sticking to the plan. Wow. Oh my gosh. I feel like you just gave all the moms the blueprint to being able to juggle so much and do it all. And so many little nuggets in there, the getting up early thing. I've been doing that for, I don't know, half a year, almost a year, uh, yeah. getting up at five, five thirty in the morning. And it's like, the quietest time and the most peaceful time because my babies are asleep in bed. They're not getting, you know, nighttime from like eight to nine, they're getting up. I can't sleep. I want to read. I need more water. Thirstiest kids ever right before bed. Right. (laughs) And in the morning, it's like this quiet in the whole house that doesn't exist at any other part of the day. And that's when I do all of my stuff as well for me. And so that's awesome, but really sounds like you've decided like, I'm going to be the CEO of my life. And you're going to make sure that you're only spending the highest value time where you provide the most value, right? And so the outsourcing piece, same thing, right? Whether it's having a personal assistant book, your dental appointments, book your doctor appointments, Mm -hmm. call to reschedule this, do that. All these little things add up for mind share too. I don't know about you guys, but like (laughs) I'll be doing yoga and then I'll be like, or like meditating and my mind will be like, got to do the laundry later. got to call the dentist. Like, don't forget to book that. And it's like so hard to stay focused because you're here, there and everywhere. But when you have an assistant, you can just shoot things off. So, but so much, so many golden nuggets in that last question there. I love it because I do definitely think that that's the secret to being able to do so much as a woman and a mom and having a career and and other side hustle. So I love that. And it's so fun to see other moms like just crushing it. And (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Amazing stuff and being respectful of your own time. So I love that. All right. Well, we're going to move into the last part of our show, the Life and Money Show Spotlight Round, where we're going to ask you a couple of questions around life and money. So our first question is around your life and money. So what is one thing that you're doing right now to live a meaningful and intentional life by design? I know we've talked about a lot of that on the show, already, but if there's one other thing that you want to talk about, we'd love to hear that. Books. I find those to be just a wealth of advice. And it took me a while to figure out how I was going to get through all the books. I set a goal of reading, I think maybe three books in a quarter. I was like, geez, I actually have to open the book, read everything. How am I going to get through this? And then I discovered Audible. And I was like, oh, great. But however you do it, read because you grow as a person, your soul grows. I found my best self through books in the last two years. And, and Audible is what helped me do it. So now I can Audible on the Peloton. I can Audible in my car. I can Audible while I'm getting out of the shower and getting ready to go to work. And it all adds up and I get through those books and more. 
Yes. Annie and I are both avid readers as well. And I have kind of ADD. So Annie knows I'm here, there and everywhere. And so I have a stack of books that like I continue to read like over the months. And I'm like, what do I feel like today? And I'll pick up that book or what do I feel like that today? And eventually I'll get through like all 10 books over a year or something like that. Julie's nightstand (laughs) is always about to topple over. (laughs) (laughs) But reading is so powerful. I love it. It's like having an intimate one-on-one conversation with the author and you really get to get inside their head and have that conversation. I love that. Used to do books of the month together with our team internally. And that was fun as well as being able to debrief and talk about little themes you find in books we're reading together. So yeah, love that. All right. Well, second question is around others' life and money. So what is one life or money hack that you can share that'll make an impact in others' lives right now? Yeah, especially for those of us who are very busy. And as you were speaking just now, you're saying that you're doing yoga and you're thinking of the 10 million things you have to do. I mean, sometimes the weight of all of that can actually cripple you and you actually start to procrastinate and you're like, well, maybe I'll just sit on the couch and and figure it out. I have found using a productivity planner to be the way to go. When I don't use that productivity planner to plan out my week, to plan out my day, to thin slice it down. I don't get it done as quickly as I need to. And so I've found a great productivity planner that allows me to pencil out what I want to accomplish for the month. And then I scale it back and I say, well, what do I need to accomplish this week? And what do I need to finish this week to enter next week with a head start? And then I say, well, what do I need to do today to make sure that tomorrow is better to get to the end of the week? And so by having that roadmap, it keeps me on track And it allows me to utilize my time even better and get it done. I love that. What was the planner, if I may ask? I literally just ordered one too. It's those darn Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) The name that's on the front is just productivity planner, but it helps you use these little things called Pomodoros, which is like 25 minute blocks of time. And during that period of time, you have great concentration and then you can take a break if you need to, and then you come back and do that. But it really maps it out. And I love these little quotes that it's got in there too, that just really motivates you and reminds you that, look, it's tough, but it's okay. You want this. This is what you have to go through to get to the next step. So love it. I love it. Yeah. And I got it from Amazon. (laughs) Awesome. Well, anyone listening, go to Amazon and... productivity planner on the front of the book. I will do the same, but yes, I love that. And it goes back to being intentional, right? And when you have a planner, how can you not be intentional with your time, right? Because you've mapped it out right there in front of you. I think it's when we let our days, just like the routine of the day go, that's how you're not intentional. And then you write you want to do, don't ever get done because you're just so, it's kind of like where you were earlier before you jumped into this world where it was just overworked, not seeing your kids, no intention and just going day by day. And so I can totally see how a planner would help you be intentional. Love that hack. All right. Well, last question is around life and money in the world. So what is one thing that you're doing right now to make the world a better place? I think my greatest mission in this life, and if I accomplish this, this will check the box of success for me is to raise good conscientious children who become great citizens of this world. And I think if everybody did that, the world would be a better place. (laughs) So that's my mission in life. And I'm working hard to do that every single day. 
I could not agree more. I mean, so many people focus on so many external things, but if you just focus on the home and raising good people who then go out in the world and it's a domino effect, right? And what a great head start you're giving your kids by showing them and leading the way and showing them, hey, as a mom, as a parent, you can have all these different aspects of your life. You can nurture your soul. You can have a career. You can have a side hustle. You can grow a a business of your own. You can spend time with your kids and to show them how they can do that too, so that they can grow into the best versions of themselves. And I agree if everybody could do that, the world (laughs) would definitely be a better place. Well, Mickey, you are such a wealth of knowledge and insight and inspiration. I know our listeners are going to want to follow up and learn more. So tell them what's the best place that they can go. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. The best way to get a hold of me is to email me at Mickey, M-I-K-K-I at Titan Core Capital. That's T-I-T-A-N-C-O-R capital.com. You can also visit our website, which is www.titancorecapital.com. Dr. Mickey Lake, founder and managing partner of Titan Core Capital. Mickey, thank you so, so much for being here today with us, sharing your journey and your wisdom with us and our listeners. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of this show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations.